Thanks for being on with us. For those of you who were on yesterday, you know that we are continuing in the vein of what we were talking about yesterday, which is joy. Is joy a necessity? How can you walk in joy? And if you didn't get a chance to watch yesterday's broadcast, definitely take the time, go back and watch it. It's a necessity to living correctly and living in power and freedom. So make sure you do that. And today we're going to be continuing in that same vein. Yeah, well... well, Oh, I was just going to say Dylan and Grayson. Hello. (laughs) From home in Monroe. Hello. No, we're um, we're talking about how to rejoice always. How do you yeah. stay in joy? You know, how do yeah. you always stay in joy? Because have you always felt like staying in joy? <laughs> have no. you always felt like staying mm-hmm. in joy? Have you always felt? Have you always felt like staying? In, and yet we have this command. We were talking yesterday. The yeah. command is to stay in joy. That's mm-hmm. the command. So what is it that? How can we do that? Yeah. How can we stay in joy all the time? So yeah. wouldn't it be unjust for God to tell us to stay in joy, but then we don't actually have the ability to do it, right? Yeah. So is he telling us to do something we can't do? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, if he's telling us there's provision in that word. So let's go Let's go to First Thessalonians 5, and I believe it's verse 7, uh, 16. 1 Thessalonians 5. I got my cheat sheet notes right here. My Bible's in the office. First Thessalonians five sixteen. <laughs> and what does it say? Rejoice always. So we have a command from the Lord to rejoice always. And the title the title of today is How to Always Rejoice. How to Rejoice Always. Yeah. How do we rejoice always? How do we stay enjoy right how do we stay in joy and keep our joy so he tells us rejoice always so he's given us a command there's got to be some way of doing that yeah there has to be and it's actually very simple but it, there has to be some way let's look at philippians 4 4 you know so not just one verse telling us and maybe it's out of context no it's not just one verse there's another verse saying very similar thing to a different church by the same Holy Ghost. And yeah. what does Philippians 4 4 say? Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Okay. So the first thing to notice, and we talked about this a little bit yesterday, is it didn't say put on joy for the first time. Yeah. It said put on joy again. Rejoice, mm-hmm. right? Rejoice. So we're putting on, and then he says, you know, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Well, one thing is to recognize that we have the joy available. Yeah. If we rejoice, we ha- we've had it once as believers. Remember, he's talking to churches. And so put that in the comments right now. Say, if we are born again, we've been given joy. Yeah. If, that's the first thing to recognize. If we're born again, we have been given joy, yeah. right? Yeah. And so we need to rejoice. We need to find that joy and put it on again. When yeah. we first started the church, one of the one of the first mm-hmm. things that we said was, find your joy and really live. Mm-hmm. If y'all remember yeah. that, find your joy and really live. So one of the things that we're seeing is there's a joy available. And put that in yeah. the comments. There is joy available to me. There's joy available to me, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So find our joy again and really live. Let's find what where that is, what that is. And let's really live in that. Yeah. But we got to recognize, first of all, that it's available to us. Yeah. Okay. 
The second thing that we need to do is, and I want to look at this, is rejoice in the Lord always. We're not mm-hmm. rejoicing in the situation, right? Yeah. We're not rejoicing in the situation. Right. We're not rejoicing in the trial or the tri- triumph. We might be rejoicing in the midst of it, but we're not in joy over it, right? In you know, because of it. No, we're yeah. not rejoicing in the bad situation. We're rejoicing in the Lord, yeah. right? Yeah. We're not rejoicing in ourselves. Because sometimes I've not had the ability in myself (laughs) to put on joy. And that's what he's saying. So we don't rejoice uh, in ourselves. We don't rejoice. You know, some people say, well, just, you know, praise God for the bad situation. No, you praise God in the middle of the bad situation. That's that's scriptural when you go over, count it all joy when you face these trials. Not because of the trial, but because you have the Lord in the middle of the trial, Mm -hmm. right? And so we rejoice in the Lord. That gives us that direction of where our joy comes from, where it's going to, where we're going to be strengthened from, Mm -hmm. right? Rejoice in the Lord always. And he says, and again, I'll say rejoice. So we have joy to pull from because we're born again. Our joy doesn't come from ourselves, and it doesn't come from our atmosphere. That means we're probably not going to feel like putting on joy at times, right? right? You're probably not going to feel like it, but that doesn't mean it's not attainable. That doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that we can't get to it, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That doesn't mean that. It just means you're not going to feel like it. Well, that's great mm-hmm. news because yeah. there's a whole bunch of times I've not felt like putting on joy, right? <laughs> sure. I've not felt like it. But the Lord says rejoice in the Lord sometimes, Mm-mm. maybe, no. could be, possibly. Mm-hmm. No, he says always, always. Right. Yeah. Rejoice in the Lord always. Yeah. So yeah. one of the things we need to do is make sure that we... Okay, he's given us a command for us to not be in joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is what? For us to not be in joy, we're disobedient. We're disobedient. Yeah. We're not seeing God for who he is. Yeah. We're, yeah. In other words, God said, and watch this God said to us, you can always put on joy. And for yeah. us to not put on joy is to say, God, you don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're in pride, right? Well, yeah. I just can't get out of this. And that's a lie from the devil trying to hold you back from what you actually have available to right. you. Yeah. Rejoice always in him. So how is it that we draw from the Lord always? And how is see, we have this joy from Jesus when we got born again. Mm-hmm. It, we have it by the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit is a spirit of joy, a mm-hmm. spirit of hope. Joy, confidence, expectation. The Holy Spirit is a spirit of joy. We have this available. Now, one of the things that we are to do, and this will really, really, really help with your joy, is be filled with the spirit of joy. Right. Right? Yeah. So a lot of a lot of believers have struggled with having joy because they haven't received the spirit in the baptism of the spirit. So they yeah. haven't been baptized in joy. Baptized in the Holy Spirit of joy. Yeah. So that's one of the things that will really help a lot of people. But that's not all of it. I've seen people that are baptized in the Holy Ghost, and they look like they you know, sucked on sour lemons all day, you yeah. know, and, and they yeah. live like that. I've watched that happen, too. Like, 
you know, mm-hmm. get the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And and then they're like the worst, you know, like I don't want to hang around you at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so one of the things that we want to do is make sure that we allow the Holy Spirit to flow. Yeah. Okay. So what have we looked at so far? First of all, we have a command from God. Second of all, we have joy available to us. Mm-hmm. Our joy comes from the Lord, not from our circumstance or from ourselves. Right. So that means we're going to feel at times like not doing this. Sure. In this corrupted world, it's more than likely that you're going to not feel like putting on joy at times. All right. Yeah. And then the last thing is that we talked about is be filled with the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit baptize you in Luke chapter 11. Uh, put that in the comments, please. In Luke chapter 11, it says, if you'll ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit, the Lord will give it to you. He yeah. will not allow it to be counterfeit. You're not getting devils. You're not getting demons. He will fill you with this Holy Ghost. Yeah. And we need that infilling of the spirit of joy yeah. to produce joy and follow this command. So you can kind of say, when he gave us the command to rejoice always, and that rejoicing is directly tied to the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. right here he's telling us as well, be filled with the Spirit. Yeah. He's saying, let the Holy Spirit fill yeah. you and overflow you. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So go ahead. Well, and you mentioned yesterday about how joy is like a calm delight in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yes. And one of the things as you were talking that just came up to me, it's, I think a lot of people aren't in joy because they don't have that calm delight because we haven't truly known who we are in Him. Yes. Like yeah. our identity in the Lord has everything to do with whether or not we're going to be joyful because when we recognize who He's made us to be, how could we not rejoice? Yeah. Like we have a Savior who's yeah. chosen us and has kept us and has protected us in all situations. Like He He has made you the apple of His eye. He's filled yeah. you with His power. And when we start to learn truly who we are, are that's where the calm delight sets in and we don't have to try we're not striving for things it's, yes no we are his and we can delight in him yes you yeah we're doing a character class here in impact and one of the things that you said the first time you taught it is how important it is how vital it is for character for joy for us to remain on the altar of god for yeah. him mm-hmm. to continue to add that value to our life and as he adds himself that's how we can truly stay in joy is that mind renewal and a fixed yeah. gaze on this is who my king is this is who he's made me to be and yeah. because of that i can be joyful and it's yeah. that decision to yeah. stay there absolutely yeah i've just found it that it it makes life easier yeah. life is so much simpler because it's never like well today's been a rough day but then yesterday was great and and it's not that roller coaster of today's great okay let me figure out life now okay today stinks let me figure out life now and just a constant yeah just complexity and even though it may to the flesh feel to be more complex or whatever trying to this is a difficult situation but i'm supposed to put on joy because it hasn't been normal it may feel like all discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful putting on joy when we haven't been used to putting on joy may seem not fun but once we actually get it down pat it makes life so much simpler i don't have to worry 
about anything. Yeah. Nothing that right. life throws at me, I, I don't have to worry about. I get, like, I have permission to stay happy all the time. Yeah. And if someone doesn't like it, oh, well, it came from the Lord. That's my high command. Yeah. You know, yeah. And that makes life so much simpler. I, well, and I'll tell you, if you have not listened uh, to the last few days that we talked, especially yesterday concerning this, our necessity of joy, you need to hear yeah. that because we talked about some of the basics of that joy and our need for it. Of course, we pre I preached on this on Sunday night mm -hmm. at the Holy Spirit service. Yeah. Different, d Similar pieces, but the Lord definitely is adding pieces to build up our house on joy, right? Yeah. To build yeah. us and give us those pieces. But one of the things, I'm not going to go into the full details of it, but I do want to mention it for today is because it's imperative, uh, we must know this in order to operate properly is joy and happiness are totally different. Yeah. yeah. Happiness is a temporary emotion based off of what's going on or a lack thereof. Joy is a fruit and a product of God, yeah. not an emotion. Right, it's not. Yeah. It's not an emotion. It can produce emotions, but it's not an emotion. Yeah. And that word is joy is a calm delight, no anxiety, not anxious, cheerfulness and gladness. Now, why can we, in the middle of the storm, have a cheerfulness, a gladness, and a calm delight? Mm -hmm. How can we have joy, calm delight, cheerfulness, gladness in the middle of the storm? Because we know who our God is. Yeah. Yeah. We know who he is. We know how we're made in his image, you see? Yeah. we. In other words, I can go through a storm and it doesn't affect me the same. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't affect me like it does other people. Um, I, can, I saw something uh, with Jerry Savelle this morning and, and a few years ago, he actually was on the plane. It was during the 2008-ish uh, kind of recession that was going on. Yeah. And um, one of the things that happened, he saw the headlines on the paper and he was on the airplane and he said, this will not affect me. Right. And there was a business guy in first class beside him and he started cussing Jerry Savelle because he thought he was something special. And, yeah. and Jerry continued to basically educate him on I'm something special because God's special and I'm in his family. And yeah. the things that affect the world, they're not designed to affect me. Yeah. Like with the Israelites in Egypt, yeah. they had the place of Goshen where the darkness set in all over Egypt. But it was light in Goshen. Yeah. It was blessed. It was overcome. So even in the midst of the plagues, they could have a calm delight, mm -hmm. yeah. a joy in the Lord, yeah. a fruit of cheerfulness and gladness in the middle of a storm, right? Same yeah. thing happened with Jesus on the boat with the disciples and the demonic storm. Yeah. Storm came up raging, but there's a joy in the midst of because you mm -hmm. know whose you are. You see the same thing in Acts uh, around 27 where Paul is on, the, is on the boat. And one of the statements that he says is he says, God, whose I am, right? Mm -hmm. I am God's child. I am his. I'm in his family. And that brought him a calm delight. It, yeah, yeah. it wasn't that the devil was attacking. I think it's verse 20 where he says, look, basically our hope was gradually worn away. Right. You know, we were, our hope just kept getting lower and lower and lower in the flesh. But inside of him, he knew whose he was. It's going to be okay. If you'll listen to me, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And everybody was saved. 
They didn't listen to them at the beginning, which is why they were in the situation. They didn't listen to the man of God. They just thought he was a prisoner. They just thought he was nobody. Had they listened to him, they would have avoided that. They didn't yeah. listen. They got into this storm for yeah. weeks. All hope was gradually being abandoned, but he knew that he was God's. And God told him he was going to go do this. And the and even the Lord sent an angel to help him and to strengthen him. Take hope. It's going to be okay. What is he telling them to do? Take up joy. Take yeah. up joy. All right. So one of the things that we see is no matter where we are, we're not talking about emotion. See, his yeah. his in that story in Acts 27. Inside of him, he knew he had a word from God. He knew that he was God's child and he yeah. was on the mission. He knew that that was there, but his emotion was worn away. You see, his emotion went down, down, down. The physical and fleshly was there. So he might not have been happy in right. that moment, right. yeah. but he still had joy. And that, and that is where we talked about yesterday, Isaiah 12, 3. With joy, we draw from the wells of salvation. In other words, yeah. we become saved in our situations when we use joy to draw up that salvation yeah. in our lives. You see, yeah. we draw from those wells. There's a well of supply, a well of salvation. There's a well of it. And with joy, we draw from yeah. those mm -hmm. wells. You see, mm -hmm. that's how we operate. Uh, one of the things... One of the things that we saw was in Nehemiah 8 was that the yeah. joy of the Lord is our strength. He was saying, this is how you're going to overcome. This is what's going to happen. Put on joy mm -hmm. and yeah. we will win what we need to win. Yeah. Yeah. Joy is women. Don't mourn. Don't grieve because that's going to keep you locked up. But when you put on joy, the strength of God is going to come in and it's going to change the situation. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we've got to get good at joy. We talked about it yesterday. We have a necessity for joy. Okay. Mm -hmm. How do we keep joy? How do we rejoice always? And we've already yeah. talked about some of it. We talked about those things already. First thing is know that you have it. If you're born again, know that you have joy. Mm -hmm. Second thing is don't rejoice in the situation, right? Don't rejoice in don't rejoice in yourself. Rejoice right. in the Lord. Right. Yeah. Uh, know that be filled with the Holy Ghost. Make sure that you're filled with the Holy Ghost. Now let's look. At, I gave another one. What was the fourth thing earlier? If somebody should have put it in the comments when I listed those four th four things. Amen. Yeah. Let's go to Galatians three. Galatians 3. Galatians 3. Galatians 5. <laughs> Galatians 5 and verse 22. Okay. So Galatians 5 verse 22 is this. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. In other mm -hmm. words, we will not fall prey to a, a legalistic a legalistic command mm -hmm. if we will walk in the fruit of the spirit. Right. But what I want you to see is let's just let's just look at the one fruit of joy. Now this applies to every fruit. And, and that's that'll yeah. be revelation if you go back and look at this. What we're about to talk about applies to every fruit of the spirit, okay? The fruit of the spirit or the product, the produce the product 
of the Spirit is joy. Okay? Yeah. So we talked about this some the other day, is the fruit of the Spirit or the product of the Spirit is joy. So if you think about that, if I go into a plant, into a manufacturing plant, right? I go into a manufacturing plant and they produce a product. As long as I turn that product, that produce, uh, you know, that production plant on and let it produce, yeah. it will produce products. And if yeah. you've ever been in a manufacturing plant, you know, I've seen them produce chips and bottles and tires and all kinds of stuff. And some of them are super fast. If you've ever yeah. been to like some of the bottling uh, factories and, and plants, yeah. oh my goodness, it's like thousands per minute. <laughs> and they, I mean, it's just like producing product, 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 product. It's the yeah. fruit of that plant or the yeah. products of that production plant. That production plant is producing, right? And so joy is the product of the production plant of the Holy Ghost, yeah. mm -hmm. right? We just have to let him be him. All we have yeah. to do is basically get out of his way and let him yeah. do what he does, yeah. right? And we have to not block him, okay? So I think about like with piping, like with PVC pipe or something. You have a pipe and water's running through the pipe mm -hmm. and out the end of the pipe, Water is flowing. Mm -hmm. yeah. As long as I don't turn the valve off in the middle of the pipe, water's coming out. Right. Yep. Yeah. Joy, joy is coming out of the Holy Spirit, and we're designed to we're designed in the image and likeness of God. We're designed to produce the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. yeah. We're designed to do it. All we have to do is don't turn off the valve. Yeah, yeah. Let him flow, which means, and this is this is where a lot of people miss it. A lot of people actually miss it because when joy starts to come, they're so they've been so regimented by legalistic churches that yeah. the joy of the Lord starts to flow or any fruit of the spirit or faithfulness starts to rise up in them, they won't reach for the things of God. They're like, no, and sit there almost like sitting on their hands, right. you know, trying to be perfect because they've been taught legalism instead yeah. of the flow of the spirit. Yeah. And so by their actions and the lock of their thought, they'll turn that valve off. Okay. And yeah. I've done it. I've seen yeah. other people do it, and there's ways to break out of it. For me, one of the best things that I ever did was they were praising and worshiping one day, and uh, the Lord said, start dancing. And I was like, I, if you only knew how much that was not my character. Now, it's my character now because I've changed. Yeah. Yeah. But then, that was not my character. That was not, that was not who I would say <laughs> Brian Wright was. Not at mm -hmm. all. But Lord's, the Holy Ghost spoke to me, dance. I was like, I don't want to dance. Like, I don't want people to look at me. I don't want people to see me dance. I don't, no. And, uh, yeah. But then he said, I heard it again, dance, worship me. And I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, my flesh was like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And uh, so inch, <clears throat> eventually... What I did was I realized if I don't dance, I'm being disobedient. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I gave the Lord what I had. I started. That's mm -hmm. the key. Start. Open yeah. the valve. You know, mm -hmm. if you've ever had frozen pipes, if you can just get a little bit, uh, a little bit, you know, 
Yeah. <laughs> if you can just get a little bit of water flowing through there, it'll yeah. the water flowing through will open up the rest of it. But you right. got to start. You got to get a start going. And uh, many yeah. times our spirit, we've frozen our own spirit, yeah. and we just need to get at the least allow a trickle, right? Yeah. And if we'll allow a trickle and keep flowing we will get the full gusher of the fruit of the Spirit. Right. And yeah. so that's what I did. I just have so many stories I want to tell you. But um, So one of the things that I did was I actually just started kind of, and I started dancing. That was my dance. Yeah, it was very lively. You know, I just did this. It was your white guy dance. Yeah, I was, I was, just, I was just this. That was it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That was my dance. <laughs> That was it. and But then when I did that, I got a trickle going. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I was like, well, that wasn't too hard. That's not too bad. And uh, and so all of a sudden I was like, I started doing a little bit more. Yeah. It's like, first, if you looked at me, you're like, is he moving or is the crowd around him moving? I'm not sure. Well, then you could tell, okay, now, yeah. and I was I was just up and down. I was just, you know, dancing a little bit. Not, not really dancing, just kind of bouncing was more sure. what I was doing, right? And so then I started, I started dancing. Yeah, it was. And then I started, I started spinning, started worshiping. I'm, a, yeah. I'm telling you, I remember where I was. It was in a church in Wades, Wadesboro at Harvest uh, with Pastor uh, Tim Adams and his son, Steve Adams, was there. And uh, they were having that service that night. And all, I'm going to tell you, the crust of the world fell off of me that night. Yeah. And yeah. a freedom came into my life. Why? Because all I had to do was allow the produce of the Holy Spirit to flow. Yeah. But it was being stopped by my brain. Yeah. Okay. And so as soon as the freedom that God had for me, remember where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is liberty, right? But that spirit was trying to bring liberty in my life. You know, the spirit was trying to bring that liberty and freedom in my life. But yeah. my brain was saying, no, that's not who I am. I can't do that in front right. of people. Yeah. But when I allowed the Holy Spirit to be the Holy Spirit, the fruit of that mm -hmm. liberty, the fruit of that freedom came in. And it's been there ever since. It yeah. was a breakthrough moment in my life. I had no idea that that moment was such a breakthrough. Years later, I'm still looking back and talking about it. And that was close to 20 years ago yeah. now. And, and yeah. But that was a moment looking back. I didn't know that night that it would bring about such a breakthrough. Yeah. But now yeah. I look back and say, glory to God. And that moment taught me how to release things like joy. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden I'll be in a service and the preacher will say something. Maybe it's funny. Maybe it's not funny at all. But the joy of the Lord hits me. And, I, and at first I was like, <clears throat> you know, I don't want to laugh in church. Goodness knows, you know. But it was the joy. It was the calmness of the Lord. It was yeah. my, my father, you know, poking me in the stomach, you know, with joy and tickling yeah. me, so to speak, like I would do to my son. And uh, I didn't know what it was, but all of a sudden, um, when I learned about the freedom that came through that worship that day, I yeah. also learned, hey, what happens if I'll if I'll actually you know yield to the joy of the Lord? Yeah. Yeah. And man, I'm telling you, a freedom came, and the stuff broke broke off of me, and it was so. And so I just, in order to rejoice always, 
We just have to keep the flow open. If yeah. we'll keep the flow of the Spirit open, the Holy Ghost will take care of the joy for yeah. us, right? It's yeah. a fruit of the Spirit. It is who He is. It's a product of who He is. If we just let Him mm -hmm. have His way, it will be there. But yeah. so if we don't have joy, yeah. on some level, we're closing down the flow of the Holy Ghost. And that would be that would be a way of grieving the Holy Ghost. We're not yeah. letting him be who he wants to be. Yeah. And we've got to say, no, it'll be okay. A calm delight, yeah. Yeah. cheerfulness and gladness. Well, and in yeah. the examples you just gave, you the ones that the Lord had you bring up were specifically here in church services, not necessarily mm -hmm. boomerang, but in church services. Yeah. Sure. Joy is not just inside the church walls. No. No. Joy no. is the fruit of who we are. And what I found, and, and you said it just a couple of minutes ago, is how important it is to turn our brains off and to just stop thinking like yeah. stop thinking about it because for me I didn't get it like I yeah. didn't understand it and mm -hmm. I'd see like I was a person who made fun of people a long long time ago I was the person who would mock Dr. Rodney and all of the people who would laugh in his church services because I didn't comprehend it yeah. I was like how is that in order and Natalie asked why do some preachers not teach about joy knowing it'll break so many bondages people don't know like, no. they don't teach it because they don't know. Most preachers don't know that. And yeah. I was one of those people where I saw it, and I'm like, that looks out of order, and it looks stupid, and it looks emotional. And so, no. And instead, I'd sit there, and I wasn't calm. I wasn't delighted. I was out of rest just meditating on junk and more junk and more yeah. junk. And I remember times at home where I'd just be thinking about junk <laughs> and wondering, yeah. why am I so miserable? Because I'm thinking about stuff that makes me miserable. Yeah. But yeah. in the presence of God, when you start laughing, like just logically speaking, if you're laughing, uh, like mm -hmm. a good belly laugh where you're crying, yeah. you're not thinking, oh, the bill collector's gonna call me soon and this problem's happening yeah. over here. No, yeah. you're focused on what's making you laugh. You're focused on where's your joy coming from. And yeah. with the Lord, that's what happens when we just stop trying to figure it out and make it make sense to us. And we just receive him as he is a good father who loves us. Whether we're in a yeah. church service, we're in our car, we're in our bathroom. Like God is fine with us being in joy everywhere. Yeah. It's our fruit that we need to produce everywhere yeah. and we need to make sure our, our minds are fixed on him because he's the author of it so if mm -hmm. we're fixed on him and that's where our thoughts are he produces himself in us yeah. if we'll yeah. allow our minds to be there yeah i remember just a few months ago i was doing a job and it felt like everything that absolutely could go wrong was going wrong sure. and i was so frustrated and i would like as soon as i'd fix another problem like three more problems would pop up and like the people around me were getting frustrated and i was like supposed to be leading them and i was frustrated and i felt myself because i um have heard these concepts you know pretty well <laughs> I, I felt myself i was like i feel stressed yeah. and I shouldn't be. I should be putting joy yeah. on right now. And honestly, in my head, I thought, I don't want to. <laughs> like, yep. Everything right now feels yeah. stressed. I feel like I should be stressed in order to fix this problem right. And I also, everything's gone wrong. wrong. I feel like I have a right to complain about what's gone sure. wrong, which 
which cued me and I was like, wait a second. And as soon as I thought that, I was like, oh, this is, this is not yeah. right. So I was like, I'll be back. And I went to the bathroom and I was frustrated. Like I was like, Whew. and I went to the bathroom. I was like, Joy's, Joy's gotta be here. And I did not feel like laughing at all. Thank you. I did not feel like laughing at all. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> and, I've done and, the ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, like, I felt like anger was coming out of the haws. <laughs> but I was like, ha, ha. And as I started doing it, I started laughing at myself because yeah. I'm like, this is utterly ridiculous. And I just kept laughing until a real laugh came out because yeah. I was laughing at how sad yeah. my haws sounded like. Yeah. Ha, ha. And, but then I just started laughing. I was like, you know what? Everything's fine. I went back. And the situations that seemed to be like, yeah. Crazy. I walked back. I'm like, honestly, it's not that bad. Like, there could have been a lot more yeah, that went right. wrong. That's right. This isn't that bad. And yeah. fixed it all. It was fixed. And the rest of the day, instead of meditating on, oh my goodness, this and this and this and this, this went wrong, it has just been a terrible day. Yeah. I was like, no, it's been a great day because I learned through this day. I learned how to put joy on yeah. better. Mm -hmm. I was able to put joy on. That's a victory. Even yeah. if I didn't get it yeah. as quickly as I want to in the future, yeah. it was a step. Yeah. And complete perspective completely changed. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I, you brought up a huge point, the putting it on and how it feels fake at first. Like, I remember you <laughs> teaching me how to do this. And I remember being in the living room at the house and you being like, laugh. I'm like, nothing is funny. <laughs> you're like, do it. Ha. And then you're like, no, keep going. So I, I, I do it in front of you and Pastor Nicole. And I'm pretty sure George, because I needed to do it at that point. And for so long, I was like, ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 Like, it was just the most pitiful laugh ever. And yeah. yet what started me thinking, I'm being so fake in the Lord right now. And Pastor Brian, literally my thoughts at that point were Pastor Brian's teaching me how to be fake in the things of God. Like, just stupid, offended, didn't want to do it. But yet in the middle, it switched. And I saw, I can be intentional to choose this. And the mm -hmm. Lord will empower my intentional decision it's to be It's a step him. of faith. Yeah. Yeah. Out of where you've been. It's the same thing like where it says, put on a garment of praise for a spirit yeah. of heaviness. That's not being hypocritical. That's using the weapons of God against the enemy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you can be, it, it's kind of mm -hmm. like this. When you, when you are supposed to forgive somebody, which is an act of love, do you feel like forgiving them? No. But isn't it wrong to not forgive them? Yes. So we're okay. See, because that, watch, because that's been taught for so long, you must forgive. We're okay with being intentional there, even though we don't feel like it yeah. if, we've, yeah. if we've yielded that's to that. That's a great point. But we're not okay to put on joy when we don't feel like, well, mm -hmm. the fruit of the Spirit is love, forgiveness. Yeah. And so we'll put on forgiveness even when we don't feel like it. But the very next fruit, no, you don't put that on when you don't feel like mm -hmm. it. No, that's not true. You put it on when you feel like it or when you don't feel like yeah, it. Because yeah. what are you doing? You're allowing the Holy Ghost to flow. And mm -hmm. so one of the things to rejoice always is you want to see those moments 
when the normal of God is broken. Mm -hmm. So for you, you went several steps down in that situation that mm -hmm. afternoon. You went several steps down the road before you're like, wait a minute, right? Yeah. But if you see that I'm supposed to be in joy, I'm not in joy quickly, mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. you can deal with that right in that moment, you see? And yeah. one of the things I pointed out yesterday is, was Jesus in joy when he was driving the money changers out of the temple, right? Mm -hmm. And he was, because he never sinned. So he always did it right. Yeah. So joy doesn't look like, you know, foolishness mm -hmm. all the time to like the world. It's like, <laughs> get out of the temple. Yeah, exactly. It's a fun picture. It, it, is, it is kind of fun to think about, but he was in a calm delight and a cheerfulness and a gladness of obedience to the father, yeah. not yet, yeah, not the you know the evil Disney <laughs> villain, you know, yeah, yeah. But he still had joy. So we yeah. we have a hard time. See, we've seen joy as an emotion. Yeah. We've seen joy as happiness, and so because mm -hmm. of that, we only think emotion, not calmness right. and a and a lack of anxiety, cheerfulness, yeah. and gladness. We don't see it as a fruit. We've seen it as an emotion, right. you see. Yeah. Uh, we've seen it as something that is up to God, not up to us. Well, is unforgiveness mm -hmm. up to God? Well, he did it to us so that we could forgive, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he yeah. shows us that you should forgive because I forgave you. You should have joy because I gave you joy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Rejoice. You know, yeah. you should have joy because I gave you joy. You should have love because I gave you love. You should you should have forgiveness because I gave you forgiveness. Yeah. We yeah. love because he first loved us. So as we've received these things, our responsibility is to allow them to flow. Yeah. So if we're going to rejoice always, then one of the things we need to do is joy needs to become a standard of our life. Put that in the comments. Joy needs to become a standard of our life, a calmness. You know, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't allow myself, I'm not saying that I never miss it. I'm saying in general, I don't allow myself to lose that calmness. There might be a sternness. There might be yeah. moments of driving the devil out of the temple of somebody, you know, there might be moments like that. But even in the midst of that, you keep your calmness. Mm -hmm. Joy needs to become a standard of our life, just yeah. like love yeah. is a standard of our life. Peace is a standard of our life. Why? Because we're never turning off the flow of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. So in order to always rejoice, we must recognize joy is a standard. And mm -hmm. if you knew joy was a standard, like not just mentally, not yeah. just mentally, but in the core of who yeah. you are, as yeah. soon as you felt that joy and that calmness going away, right. the gladness and cheerfulness going away, you'd be right. like, oh, wait. And you wouldn't have to wake up a few thoughts later down yeah, the road, right, yeah. because a lot of times, by the time we wake up to it, we've already blown up something, <laughs> you know, we, we've already like yeah. blown that fellowship or that relationship or that bridge up. And here's another one for good cause, you know, for good measure. <laughs> so joy needs to be yeah. that standard. It's kind of like when I'll say easy and light, if it's yeah, not yeah. easy and light, it's an indicator and a symptom that something's not going right. Yeah, right. Easy and light is a standard. Love is a standard. Joy is a standard. And if those things are missing, we should immediately uh, talk about that. We should immediately fix that, work on it, recognize it, let it be uh, a, a 
basically a red flag to us. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joni had asked, was Jesus on joy on the cross? Basically, though it was that yes. moment that God had forsaken him. Yes. Yeah. His emotions were not where you would want your emotions to be. Sure. Mm-hmm. Because the fleshly emotions were completely tempting him in that way. But I'll point you to what he said on the cross. In the midst of it, think about this. You've been whipped, you've been beat, your beard's been pulled out, you've been, had 39 lashes with the cat of nine tails, uh, you've taken those stripes, you've been punched, you've been mocked, you've been ridiculed, yeah. you've been, people have spit in your face, now you're nailed to a cross through both of your feet and your, and your arms, and, and you're sitting there, can't breathe for hours, and then these words come out of your mouth? Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I tell you, he was in joy. A calm delight. It was a, yeah. it was a knowing who God, how could he make that statement? And that's not the only thing he said. I'll, I'll give you another one. How in the world could he make that statement without joy? Yeah, no right? kidding. Yeah. That was the fruit of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Here's, here's another one. Uh, here, here's another look at his joy. The Father had now turned his back on Jesus. He said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So now look, mentally, emotionally, he doesn't understand. He's crying out, why have you done this? I did everything right. See, his flesh, that's his flesh recognizing what has happened in the spirit. And that's his flesh feeling the the forsaking of the father. We Listen, we have never felt that. Mm-mm. We've never felt the forsaking of the father. You know, very few people would have ever felt that. The only time that would happen is when they forsook him first. But Jesus didn't do that, and the Father forsook him so that he would not have to forsake us. So we know God the Father turned his back on Jesus. Do do you want to guess what that feels like? Mm -mm. Like, And when I start meditating on what would it feel like if God forsook me, I don't even like staying on that thought Mm -mm. because that's part of the torture of hell is that you have no connection with the Father anymore. You have no connection with love. You realize even sinners on this earth still have a connection with love because of of believers Mm -hmm. that are here on the earth. There's love. It, It rains on the just and the unjust. In other words, there's still a connection of love for them, even if they're not born again. We've never felt that. Part of hell is going to be a complete disconnection. Watch what he does. He feels the disconnection and the forsaking of the Father, which is huge. It's beyond, I think, what we can imagine. That, That level of emotion is beyond what we can imagine. And then even in the midst of that, even in the midst of that, he says... Father, Mm -hmm. this is after he said he's forsaken him. He says, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Yeah. What is that? That's a gladness and a cheerfulness, knowing the love of the Father and faith that will go to him. That, That is his joy in the midst of a forsaking of God on him. And he says, into your hands. He says, by faith I know. By faith, I know that as I fall, you will catch me in your hands. That's a reference to an Old Testament thing where it says, even though they, they've tried to get me, I, you will catch me and you will save me. Yeah, and yeah. he saw himself in Scripture 
And by faith, believed in that scripture. And by faith, that's what caused him to be raised from the dead. So he operated in joy. Remember, with joy, we draw from the wells of salvation. He drew his salvation out of the grave with faith and joy while he's hanging on the cross. Yes, he was in joy. That's what saved him. That's what the devil's trying to get us to abandon. He wants you, because of feelings, to abandon your yeah. abandon joy, the very weapon that will bring about the salvation. Yeah. And so joy is not only a necessity, but we have to stay there. Hey, J.D., thank you. He said, nice hat, Pastor. Uh-huh. Good to see you. I've been thinking about you. Actually, yesterday, I was thinking about you and praying for you. I love you. So, yeah. amen. Yeah. yeah. Kevin said, if God forsook us, I don't think our bodies could sustain that. I agree. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't just be the body. It would be the mental piece of it. Yeah. yeah. It would be something that would destroy us very, very quickly. Yeah. There's no situation bad enough to warrant us dropping joy. Like, yeah. like in the cross proves that. If there was ever a bad enough situation that would have yeah. logically said that you don't need to be in joy here, that would have been it. Yeah. And if yeah. Jesus endured and kept that joy, then there's nothing we'll ever face that warrants us not being in That's joy. That's larger than what he faced, yeah. Yeah, which yeah. means we're empowered to do that. And yeah. we have to decide to allow the product of the Holy Ghost, the joy of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, to flow through us and not shut it down no matter what we feel. Yeah. No matter what we feel. Uh, Patty Jean asked this, so tell me, why why have I felt joy when most would least expect it, but have had a hard time feeling joy when it should be so obvious? Uh, it's actually really simple, Miss Patty Jean. Uh, those times when it's least expected, you're just seeing the mercy of God. You're just seeing the mercy of God. And I'll tell you that this is from me. I don't know exactly what you might be going through, but I think this is probably it. For me, when I've had a hard time attaining joy, uh, when when I know I should be joyful, Generally, I've been trying to piece it all together in my head, mm-hmm. and, and I've been getting logical about it instead of just getting into faith. In other words, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to, trying to what I'm doing is I'm not rejoicing in the Lord like what we were talking about earlier. I'm, re, I'm trying to find joy in myself. Yeah. In other mm-hmm. words, I got to look at the Lord and say, Lord, you're worthy of me putting on joy no matter how I feel. You are so good. You are so awesome. I put on joy and I look to you as the strength, as the source of my joy, not myself, but you. Yeah. And um, that's, mm-hmm. that's what I've done, uh, Miss Patty Jean. So if that fits, I think that might be helpful. Amen. Marcus says we're empowered to always be in joy. That's correct. Amen. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things that I've seen, this keeps coming up to me as an example, is mm-hmm. when we, and I want, you to, I want you to see this. So joy is truly not only a fruit of the Spirit, but joy is truly like a weapon against yeah. darkness. I yeah. mean, that calm delight, that yeah. lack of anxiety mm-hmm. and anxiousness, the yeah. cheerfulness and gladness. It is a weapon against darkness, and yeah. and we all have felt that. Not yeah. everybody may have felt that, but we all have felt this where we didn't feel like it. All of a sudden, the joy of the Lord is made manifest either by our own actions or maybe impartation from somebody praying over us, mm-hmm. and it's like all everything that felt so heavy I couldn't make it breaks off, and now yeah. I can do all things. Yeah, yeah. And what what calls the turn of the tide, the joy, the, yeah. the joy of the Lord calls that turn, yeah. that tide to turn, right? Mm-hmm. 
So joy is so very important in that way. Like we said yesterday, it's a necessity. And he told us to rejoice always. He wasn't telling you like, yeah, good luck in the valley of the shadow of death. Yeah, it's really yeah. dark down there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, I mean, it wasn't like Elmer Fudd, you know, prophesying your doom, but rejoice in it. <laughs> you know, and he's, you know, making a joke and like being yeah. a cruel, yeah. a cruel dad. Yeah, yeah, good luck with that. You know, like some earthly dads will put their, you know, put their boys in a situation they know they're going to fail just to teach them a lesson. That's not God. Mm -mm. That's not God. No, he's actually telling you to rejoice, which is something contrary to earthly logic, because that is your that is your door to victory. He's not telling you just so you'll suffer in the middle of it in in a worldly type suffering. No, he's telling you because if you put on joy, you'll come out of this thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a victory, not a cruel trick. You yeah. know, not yeah. a, see we think stuff like that because we were raised in a corrupted world, but we don't need to apply corrupted worldly thinking to an incorruptible God. Right. Yeah. We don't need to apply worldly love to a Godly love. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't, we don't, we need to stop doing that. And that's where parents really have a big responsibility. Parents' responsibility is to show their children how the father's love yeah. actually is. Yeah. Not, not, I, you can have lots of worldly logic, but if it's not coming from here, it's not logic we should employ. I see it all the time. I saw it just the other day. Uh, it was some lady, I think, on Instagram or Twitter, and she was giving advice about parenting her children. And uh, it was so ungodly. It sounded good, though. Man, it sounded good. It sounded logical. And I thought, you think you're helping your kids, and you just are destroying them with that logic. It sounded yeah. like even logically for a second, I was like, yeah, that sounds good. Wait a minute, you know, because it crossed the standard of the word. Yeah. So yeah. we have, we can't. Uh, apply a corruptible logic to the character and nature of God. God's not sitting there like a maniacal, you know, father that's yeah. just like, yeah, watch this. I'm going to teach him something, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. watch this. But one of the things we're going to, we'll go to Hannah's question in a second. Um, one of the things that, that I've seen, so when we're, this is a great example of how the joy flows or is cut off. And this is when people get filled or baptized with the Holy Ghost. Because then next week we're going to do the series uh, all week long, week long preaching and teaching, amazing acts. It'll be a week yeah. of amazement and signs and wonders and growing in what is normal to God. It's mm-hmm. going to be a great week. So join us. Uh, yeah. Get here. Get here. Get on a plane, train, bus, automobile. <laughs> then you know, get on whatever you got to do. Get here. It's going to be awesome because it is going to be different in the house than it is online. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but. Uh, we'll be online too, but if you can get here, get here. But um, we're going to be talking about that. And in getting filled with the Holy Ghost, in Acts, in the book of Acts, the whole the devil had never seen the manifestation of the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Right. He'd yeah. never seen people baptized in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> so at that point... He didn't even know that that was there. Yeah, Miss Miss Chris is coming. Woohoo! She said, "Amen." I, I'm so I'm looking forward to seeing you, Miss Chris. Yeah. And uh, so the devil had never seen it. Well, then when he sees this very genuine, very power, think about this: the church went from 120 
to 3,120 in <laughs> one day. Yeah. The devil's yeah. like, I got to do something about this Holy <laughs> Ghost thing. This is, this. so our enemy who loves to steal, kill, and destroy, uh, at some point he starts creating false doctrines. Well, yeah. the Holy Ghost. If you get the Holy Ghost, you're you're getting demons. Uh, if you're you're just talking gibberish, that looks crazy to me. He starts talking to people and telling them how crazy the Holy Spirit is, right. and yeah. he starts attributing and he starts twisting Scripture, like handling the snakes. He starts twisting yeah. it in people's heads and all this kind of stuff to make yeah. people afraid of it, to scare them up. Immediately, he tries to get the house yeah. divided to get yeah. people away from that. So now today. And, you know, in the 20th century, right, today, 21st century, whatever it is. Um, I really wasn't sure when you said yeah. it. I was like, I believe pastor is 20th. It's not 21st. I, I, think it's, I think it's 21st century. <laughs> yeah. So in the 21st century, um, today, you have people with all kinds of doctrine against the baptism of the Holy Spirit right. and tongues. Yeah. So when I go to pray for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, before you had all those doctrines, like, and all that thinking, blocking, and right. coming against the Holy Spirit in tongues, I could just say, be filled with the Holy Spirit, boom, and, and you'd be, zoom, it'd just go in, right. because there was nothing, it, people think, yeah. I, I'm not, not trying to get this deep into it, but a shield of faith works a little bit, even if it's not based on the Bible. Mm -hmm. In other words, they have a belief that being filled with the Spirit is wrong mm -hmm. and speaking in tongues is wrong. So when the Holy Spirit actually fills them mm -hmm. and they feel the feeling of praying in tongues, their brain stops it, yeah. right? Their brain will put the clamps down on it quickly. You made it up. You, you, <laughs> you're making that up. You're making that up in their head. And the issue is they don't understand the three parts of man. They have an input from the flesh and an input from the Spirit, so they don't understand that. And, and all of this has a point to rejoicing always and flowing in the joy of the Lord. Yeah. But what they'll do, and so if I'll actually take them to the Word and I'll show them, no, you didn't make that up. That actually came from your spirit, man, not just in, yeah. it's in your head, but it came yeah. from your spirit to your head. Yeah. But then, well, you've been so used to listening to the flesh in your head, you think that everything that goes through your head is you. It's not. Right? Yeah. Part of it is your flesh man. Part of it is your spirit man. Part of it can be demonic. Yeah. Part of it can be just the Lord, but he operates through our spirit. All right. Now, here's the issue, though. As soon as I can take them and show them the scripture and their brain is convinced, right? Their brain, mm -hmm. hear that. Their brain right. is convinced that this is of God. They'll release the lock. They'll release the grip and the Holy Spirit will flow through them, and they'll start praying in tongues just like that. Yeah. So easy. Yeah. And then as soon as they feel that, and and the, almost everybody, even the people that were the most scared of it, will go, oh, my goodness, why did I fight this? Why did I fight the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Yeah. Now, why did I fight praying yeah. in tongues? This is awesome. Yeah. Well, that's the same thing that happens when people actually experience a real touch of the joy for the majority yeah. of people. Now, some people go and then they sit in their logic the next day going, well, that was just crazy. I never want to be like that again. But the issue is that's their logic talking them out of something when they actually move to a flow. Right. Yeah. But the issue is what will generally happen is that person will come back and be like, 
I needed that. That helped me, you know, that helped me and I need that again. And they'll yield to the Holy Ghost. If we're going to rejoice always, we have to, the flow of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit and the product of the Spirit is always joy. Right. It's always joy, right? It's always joy. So all we have to do is not lock it down. So when we're rejoicing always, we have to learn how to let the joy flow through us and not stop it because, no, I should just feel sorry. I have a right to feel sorry for myself. Yeah. Yeah. That is turning the valve off, right? Right. No, we don't have a right to feel sorry Mm -hmm. for ourselves. If anybody had a right to feel sorry for themselves, it was Jesus, and he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't, right? He yeah. felt he felt the emotions, but he didn't do it. He stayed in joy. Yeah. So if he stayed in joy because he gave us the ability to break through it, we have the responsibility to break through it. Yeah. But we've never felt it on that level that mm-hmm. Jesus did. Okay? Mm-hmm. So we've got to let that flow through us and let the joy of the Holy Ghost flow through us. And if we do, it'll lead us to victory every time. It'll Amen. it'll release the pressure, it'll release all of that. So Amen. All right. Did you want to read Hannah's question? Yeah. She said, a huge deception in the world is it's bad to be enjoyed during heavy situations. How do we go through those persecutions? Read it again. A huge deception in the world is that it's bad to be in joy during heavy situations. Mm. How do we go through mm-hmm. those persecutions? Well, I th- actually, I think you worded that well because it is a persecution when people say you just, it, it's kind of like at a... Um, I went to a funeral one time, and the funeral was for uh, a, a brother in the Lord, a black guy. And I'd never been to a black funeral before. And I was about 20, right? Yeah. And I went to the funeral, and um, I didn't realize how religious I was. That, that was an awakening for me. Because mm-hmm. I went in there that funeral, and they started, I mean, it was a straight-up celebration yeah <laughs> celebration and i was sitting there like i wasn't doing this physically but inside i was going <laughs> <laughs> you know and i was mad i was like how are they celebrating this man has died you know mm-hmm. and it was straight up religion yeah. straight up because yeah. i'd never seen it before because i'd never experienced it and i was so judgmental and i'm sitting there, praise god i had a relationship with the lord yeah. and and he said and the lord spoke i said lord because you know i'm i'm sitting there i'm immediately asking questions of the lord sure. lord yeah. why why is this okay why why are they doing this this is not right you know like i have a right to say <laughs> what's right at 20 you know and um this is not right and um <laughs> and I said, uh, the Lord said, why shouldn't they be celebrating? I was like, yeah. oh, <laughs> like, uh-oh, like, I don't know. Good question. <laughs> <laughs> he said, doesn't my word say that to die is gain? Yeah. They are celebrating this brother's gain. Yeah. And I went. Holy cow. I was like, wow. And I realized my whole life I've been looking at that the wrong way. Yeah. And I was looking at it, and this is what the Lord said to me. He said, You are the, He said, The reason why most people are so sad, and watch this, the the reason why most people are so sad when a believer dies is they're more focused on their self than they are on the person that left. Yep. 
Yeah. And I went. <laughs> True. I was like, <laughs> here's your knife back. You know, like yeah. you just killed that part of the flesh of me. Yeah. He yeah. said, people are more concerned, which, which, okay, fine. You know, he did say, you know, mourn with those who mourn, weep with those who weep, yeah. laugh with those who laugh. You know, there's. There's a place yeah. for that, but the issue mm-hmm. is if we stay in that morning and you're blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted in yeah. Matthew 5. The issue is if we stay at the place of mourning and never move to the place to our of our comforter, yeah. Yeah. we're missing the end result of what God wants us to do. Yes, yeah. we'll miss the person. So when I see somebody's past and I know that they were a believer, I'll tell, listen, I'm sorry for your loss. You have a loss. You have a lack because we have a corrupted world. There's a lack right now in your life of that person, their fellowship, and I get that. But at the yeah. same time, the proper response is for us to celebrate that person's home going if yeah. they're born again. It's That's a proper response. And now, the person who lost the loved one may or may not understand that. Odds are they don't understand that. Mm-hmm. You know, I've even had uh, pastors get mad at me when I say I celebrate their home going. Like they, I've had pastors get mad at me for saying that. I'm like, well, you really don't understand the scripture. And, uh, but, but most people are probably not going to understand that. But that's, that's on them. That's not on me. I yeah. need to take the right approach. So I'm not trying to push away from their loss at all. They do have a loss. But at the same time, I'm not going to allow myself to move into a loss mindset and a lack mindset and never go to my comfort yeah. in yeah. that in that way. Um, because here's the other thing is, no matter who is gone or left on this earth, I always have a supply in the Lord, and you always have a supply in the Lord no matter what. And so yeah. the issue is what a lot of times, the reason why loss is multiplied is because that that person or what they lost yeah. was their source. Right. And so when a person has made things or another person their source over God, loss of that item is multiplied. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now you can get into un, ungodly grief uh, you can get in that, and the, you can get into actually some areas that are uh, de- demonically inspired. Yeah. And yeah. it's dangerous. So you don't want to ever stay in those places. You want to, as quickly as possible, move to the comfort of Jesus. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. So yeah. move to that shall be comforted as quickly as possible. Look to God as your source and look look to Him to supply. You know, yeah. recently, recently actually, I know, um, recently I know of somebody that had a loss in their life, and, and they're strong believer, strong believer, but they didn't get over it, and they are, uh, were not old, not, not much older than I am, and uh, they, they went home to be with the Lord because they never moved fully to the comfort of that, yeah. and they were a yeah. strong believer. So if that can happen to a strong believer, let's make sure that we stay in that place. So the yeah. issue, going back to her question, when people are persecuting you for celebrating, it's not your job to form everybody's doctrine. Your yeah. job is to live by what God has said, no matter what other people are doing, 
And they may or may not understand that. But what will happen is when you when you live by the doctrine of God, like joy, yeah, you yeah. go to Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. What you're doing is you're giving your mind to be renewed by the washing of the water of the word, giving your body as a living sacrifice. In other words, I'm not doing what my flesh wants to do. I'm putting my flesh down as a sacrifice to God to be obedient to joy, obedient to the Holy Ghost, obedient to worship and celebrate him even in the midst of the valley of the shadow of yeah. death, even in the midst of a great big storm. Other people can ridicule, but they'll stop ridiculing when they start seeing those storms disappear. Yeah. They'll stop yeah. ridiculing when they see the blessing overflow your life. And so what he says in Romans 12, 1 and 2 is, when you give yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, doing it his way, yeah. you will start to prove God's will to be yeah. good, worthy, and acceptable. Good, yeah. perfect, and acceptable. In other words, you'll start to prove that God's will is the best. Yeah. It is good. It is, it is perfect. Yeah. And it is worthy to be accepted yeah. in that yeah. way. Well, I think a lot of times, I've heard you say that we don't have to shove it down somebody's throat. It, like yes, As somebody's in a position yeah. of mourning, as somebody's going through something heavy, it's not our yeah. job to get happy right now. Get happy right now. Get happy like I'm happy right now. Like, yeah. Yeah. I've no. watched you tell me and others, don't shove it down their throat. Let your testimony prove the power of God. Yeah. Like yeah. live it out. Yeah. And when the situation presents itself, the Lord will make a way. Like yeah. he'll open the That's doors. Right. That you can minister effectively, yeah. but we don't have to force a door open. Mm -hmm. If it's not his timing, it yeah. won't be right. So if That's we just right. trust him to open that door and trust him that at the correct moment, he'll know exactly what what needs to be said, when it needs to be said. Yeah. But we don't yeah. need to shove it. Mercy and gentleness. You know, yeah. if you think about it, God could force that thinking on all of us, but he doesn't. Yeah, right. He doesn't do that. Right. And so what makes us think that it's our job to do that yeah. in that way? So um, just because we've got revelation on something doesn't mean that we force feed it to other people. We have to be gentle and merciful in that. But that doesn't mean that we drop right. what is godly. So yeah. in other words, let's say that you were mourning, that you were mourning, right? Yeah. And you didn't want to get over it. You were in the flesh. You didn't want to get over it. Well, I can't because you're doing it. I'm not being gentle and I'm not being godly to come up beside you and say, well, I'm going to mourn with you right. and not walk in godliness and walk, not walk in faith. Yeah. That's not godly. That's yeah. actually not going to help you. That's going to hold you there, yeah. right? That's like feeding the prodigal son in the pig pen. Mm -hmm. So, no, I'll say, I'm not going to accuse you. I'm not going to judge you. But yeah. I am going to go and I'm going to make sure that I move to the comfort of the Lord, into the mm -hmm. joy of the Lord. And what will happen is, as you watch, but without judgment, without harshness, right. you see, I'm not pushing that, mm -hmm. but I, I have to do this because I've got to be obedient to God. And it's very similar to what happened in the garden with Adam and Eve. Adam, Adam was not deceived, but he decided to partner with his wife operating yeah. in corruption instead of partnering with God in yeah. incorruption. And it yeah. led to the downfall of both of them. Mm -hmm. You know, there could have been some salvation for mankind had Adam said, uh, no, I ain't doing that. Yeah. You know, there mm -hmm. could have been something different, but he decided to partner with corruption instead of partnering with incorruption. So 
Just because somebody's in mourning, I will mourn with them. I'll say, yeah, I'm sorry for your loss, yeah. but I'm not going to stay in an unhealthy place of mourning with you. I'm going to move yeah. by faith, hope, and love into the comfort of God. And what will happen is as I come over here and life starts to go up for me, the person who is in mourning will then see, well, this is working. Yeah. This is yeah. working. And... It will, for them, it'll work for me. Right. Mm -hmm. Or, and they'll either say, hey, what are you doing? Or they'll say, no, they're just wrong, out of judgment yeah. and out of pride. And so it brings them to a decision point. When we live godly, when we move and flow in joy, yeah. it mm -hmm. brings people to a decision point. And yes, there will be persecution over some of that, but that's, you know, that's on their part. That's yeah. not on us. So yeah. I'm willing to go through the persecution for God's sake. So, amen. Amen. What's some? Uh, I saw one thing. Hannah said, uh, Brother Tracy made a great point at the service here a few months ago. He said, Speaking of tongues is of the devil, why don't people do it at bars? Great point. Yeah, that's one of my favorite <laughs> questions. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, William said, I, He lost his dad in 2012 and his mom in 2018. God is a good God. It's so good to see you. Uh, receiving the comfort of the Lord, William. That's really awesome. Um, he said, I almost got to the point, but God was there for me and put the right people in my life at that time. Hallelujah. God's so good and faithful, mm -hmm. William. And if people are looking, they'll find that all the time. Yeah. If you're yeah. looking, if you're looking to say, well, God's just not there for me, you'll find that, yeah. you know, the devil makes sure that you have uh, fake proof of that. So, uh, yeah. Grayson uh, quoted, it's not your job to form everybody's doctrine. It's your job to live by what God says. Mm -hmm. Amen. Glory to God. Then she said, let uh, your testimony prove the power of God. The Lord will make, make a way. And we yeah. have the choice. Hannah said, we have the choice if we partner with corruption. Amen. So what we need to do is we need to make sure that we're doing it the right way. And the way in joy is to rejoice always. Yeah. In the good times, in the bad times, if they are, yeah. you know, if you're, Seeing that, the good times and the bad times, no matter what you see, no matter what you feel, no matter what it looks like, I'm going to stay in joy because joy yeah. is my way out. Yeah. Joy is, I'm reminded of 1 Corinthians 10, 13. You know, uh, no man is tempted beyond what he is able, but God is faithful beyond what is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow us to be tempted beyond yeah. what is able, but with the temptation will provide the way of escape. Joy is a way of escape. Amen. Joy is a way of escape. Yeah. Amen. Joy Amen. is a way of escape. And um, so when we put on joy on purpose, it, it changes. Somebody turn mm -hmm. this back, this monitor back on, please. So one of the things that we want to do for you today is, you know, if we're going to rejoice always, one of the things that we have to do is we have to not shut down the flow of the Holy Ghost so that he can produce mm -hmm. Is fruit, the product of the Holy Spirit, the product of his character and nature in us. We have to make sure that we don't shut down that flow, which means we need to allow the flow of the Holy Spirit. We need to allow the flow of the Holy Spirit. Let it be as wide open as possible. And so one of the first ways to do that is to receive to receive the infilling or the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, if you would yeah. like to receive that today, it's very simple. In, in Luke chapter 11, it says, how much more will I give the Holy Ghost to those who ask? Me? Yeah. Yeah. And so right now, let's just ask Jesus. In uh, Luke 3, 16, it says this. John the Baptist said, Jesus is coming, 
And he says, I'm not willing to unlatch his shoes, but he will come and Jesus will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and with fire. And so one of the things that you is good for us to understand is once we're born again, then Jesus will baptize us and overflow us with the Holy Spirit yeah. and yeah. fire to live the way that we should. And so if you would like to receive the Holy Ghost so that you have a constant flow of that joy and, and overflowing with the fruit of the Spirit in your life and empowered yeah. to have that fruit, the Bible says in Ephesians 5.18, it says, be filled with the Spirit. And if you see what the original language actually meant, it's be being filled, so constantly yeah. be filled. So every day we should have a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. Every mm -hmm. day, Jesus, fill me with your Holy Ghost today. And so yeah. right now you can just, let's just uh, lay our hands on our head and just say you can, you know, as long as you, you're not driving and need both hands, uh, <laughs> try to put one hand on your head and uh, just say, Jesus, I ask you, Jesus, baptize, I ask me baptize me with the Holy Spirit. The Holy and fire. and fire. Lord, let me have my prayer language full and overflowing that I may walk in your fullness in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. I'm just going to pray that that joy will overflow you now, that the Holy Spirit will overflow you now. Just keep your hands on your head and receive that download from heaven right in you. What will happen is I'm going to say, I'm going to pray in the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to ask you just to join along with me. Pray with me in the Spirit. What will probably happen, if it hasn't happened already, is inside of you, it's almost like you'll have syllables that will bubble up. Now, you just asked for Jesus to fill you with the Holy Ghost, so that's not just random. That's not just, you just ask Him to overflow. You may already, if you already feel the power of God operating in you, throw a hands up in the comments, and you already feel that flow. I can feel it right now for myself. You feel that flow. Put a hand up. I already feel that. That's him answering your prayer. Now, you may feel that. You might not feel that yet. You don't have to have feelings to right. tell you. Lord, by faith, we believe we receive that filling of the Holy Spirit so that we can have the fruit of the Holy Ghost. Now, here's the issue. As we pray together, you may have syllables that start to flow up and it feels like it almost comes out of your inner man, out of your belly, and it'll come. And you'll have, you'll almost feel like, I need to speak something. I need to say, that's exactly God fulfilling his word. So then by faith, by faith mm -hmm. now, speak those syllables out. You might not feel like it, might not seem logical to you, but that's him bringing mm -hmm. those to you. Yeah. Speak out those syllables and just speak them out with us and let the flow of the Holy Spirit un yeah. unlock that flow Open up the gate so yeah. that the flow of the Holy Ghost can do uh, can fill you and overflow you with all the fruit of the Spirit. And so right now you can just pray in the Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Just pray with me. Thank you, Lord. We receive the filling of the Holy Ghost and the overflow of God right now. And if you've been filled with the Spirit before, just pray in the Spirit right now with me. Do it on purpose. In your prayer language. So this is not the gift of tongues that needs an interpretation. This is a prayer language. This is a personal prayer language that every believer can have. It's not the gift. This is a personal prayer language. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for opening up the flow. 
Thank you, Lord, for opening up our prayer language in the Holy Spirit, praying out the mysteries of God, giving thanks to God in perfection. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the overflow of joy in your people. Right now, Lord, I just declare, let joy overflow your people right now so that they can rejoice always and never have a lack of joy, never have a lack of the flow of the Holy Ghost in them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. If you receive something, put a hands up in the comments. Let us know. Put a thumbs up. And uh, that's awesome. Let that joy flow. Don't shut the gate down. Don't let your brain shut down the, the, the gate of what God told you would happen. Amen. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Did y'all get anything out of it today? Yeah. Glory to God. Did you get something out of it? Hallelujah. That's awesome. I got something out of it too. It was a blessing. Whoa. I don't know what that was. <laughs> something bonged in the back. So anyway, we just praise God for you. Amen. Multiple people saying they just received yeah. glory to God. We just praise God for you. Let the Holy Spirit flow in you. Yeah. Let him flow in mm -hmm. your home. Let him flow in your life. Let the joy of the Holy Ghost produce what yeah. it produces. Let it flow. And uh, so we just praise God for you. If you'd like to give today, you're welcome to. You can go to giveww.org. All of the information will be there on the screen for you, and you can give. You don't have to do that, but you are welcome uh, to do that. There's all of that. We just want to pray for anybody that might be sowing. Lord, let it be blessed. Let it be overflowing in Jesus' name. We thank you, and we praise you for everybody that takes a part in our mission and vision that you've given us to get this word out. Thank you, Lord, for every person that plays a part in it and, and gives anything in any way in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. We love you so very much, and thank you for being with us. And uh, do you all have anything to wrap up? Yes, sir. Well, we just like, share, subscribe. Let people get filled with the joy of the Lord. Let them get filled with the overflow of the Holy Ghost. And we will see you tomorrow, Lunch Plus at 11.30, and we're going to let Buddy wrap it up. Hey, guys, thank you so much for joining us today for Lunch Plus. Uh, if you enjoyed this, if this ministry, share the broadcast, spread the word. We also want to let you guys know that we have up first off. Next week, we have our Amazing Acts Week. This is something that the Lord put in pastor's heart, and we are really excited for this week. Next week, from Monday through Friday at 6.30 p.m., we're going to be having special services going through the book of Acts. There's going to be signs, wonders, miracles, the Holy Spirit. God's going to be moving all week. We want to encourage you to be here next week uh, from September 20th to 24th at 6.30 night for these powerful services. We also want to let you know that Brother Terry Shuttlesworth is coming to Albemarle, and he's going to be here on September 30th for a special Miracle Breakthrough service on September 30th at 6.30, and we're excited to have him here. If you're able to be at any of these events, make it a priority to be here, because God will bless you if you do. But guys, we love you. Thank you so much for joining us today. We will see you tomorrow at 11.30 for Lunch Plus. Love you guys. Bye.